delicate lady where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Nutrition is your new addiction. Go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never know, or maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war. Hey, how are you? Okay, um, I can actually get my music to shut off. We would be in business here. We just need it when things malfunction. All right, we are ready to go. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Another episode of Ask a Nutrition Coach Live here on Work It Lady Podcast, okay? So um, for those of you who are new to my lives, this is time for you to ask me what you want about health and nutrition, any questions that you have, any challenges that you have, I am here to help you, okay? So today's discussion is going to be an interesting one, one that is um, interesting because there is a lot of fear around produce and pesticides, and rightly so because there is a lot of information floating around out there. You hear these things and you get kind of freaked out. Um, and we're going to kind of dispel some myths today, you know, and give us some encouragement and just get over some of the fears about pesticides. There are some real harms with pesticides on produce, but, you know, we want to kind of get the real facts. And so that's what we are going to do today. Now, if you are following me on Instagram last week, I posted, I had an, um, Instagram reel that I posted Okay, and um, it actually talks about grapes. Grapes is one of those fruits that is part of the dirty dozen, meaning that if you eat these fruits, they are just laced and filled with pesticides. You are going to grow a third eye and fall off the face of the earth if you eat these things. Okay, so a lot of people like myself, even at one point, um, I shared in that post that five years ago, I had actually stopped having grapes for this very reason, because I was listening to things without actually getting um, more in-depth knowledge. And I was making decisions based out of fear, which, hey, we all do it. It's our natural thing to protect ourselves. So um, what the deal was with the grapes is that a lot of people say that white substance on the grapes is actually pesticides. It's not. It's actually called, I'm, I practice saying this word and I'm going to see if I can say it now. Sir, blah, blah, blah. There we go. I said it there. So listen to it there. Saccharomyces cerevisiae. <laughs> Um, and what it actually is, is brewer's yeast. So it's not actually, um, pesticides at all. It's actually just a little bit of brewer's yeast. So this kind of opened up the conversation just a little bit more to, um, help us understand that sometimes things that we think are true aren't always, and it looks very true, right? Like who knows what that white stuff is on the grapes. It's very logical to think that, Hey, that's the pesticides that they spray on them, but it's actually not the case. So you can always um, refer back to that post and look at that further. But anyway, let's get a little bit more into um, today's conversation. Okay. And thanks for all who gave um, their, their feedback on that post. Um, 
on Instagram, okay? So let's talk about pesticides, okay? So according to the EPA.gov, okay, very small amounts of pesticides that may remain on fruits or veggies, grains, and other foods decrease considerably as crops are harvested, transported, exposed to light, washed, prepared, and cooked. The presence of detectable pesticide residue does not mean the residue is at an unsafe level. Now, that's according to the EPA. Now, um, if you're unfamiliar with the EPA, they're kind of an organization that cares about our health and well-being. Um, there's lots of people out there who have different theories on some of the um, governmental um, agencies, but guess what? What else do we have? You know, you got to trust in something. So they're, the EPA is a good organization. They do lots of research and things like that. So I do feel that, you know, for the most part, there's always going to be some little shade somewhere on everybody. Not everything is perfect or 100% transparent, but I'd be willing to say, you know, 80%, you know, it's good place for information. Okay. So let's think about um, what is listed here. And this is just on epa.gov. You could take a look at that, but this is um, part of the safety protocols that are in place for the EPA. And, um, you know, kind of helps you to understand what some of the regular regu regulations are for some of the different chemicals that are used on uh, produce and on the different crops and everything. So um, by the time you get it to your plate, the amount of pesticides on your produce is going to be significantly reduced, okay? Certain crops only actually have to be sprayed once or twice a year, okay? Um, for those of you who own homes, right? And maybe you get your, your, your lawn treated for different pests and things like that. Do you have to spray that every day? Mm -mm. You have an exterminator come out once a year. For certain things, they can come out even, you know, less than that. Some things you spray for, you know, every two years. But typically once a year, um, things have to be treated. So that kind of same idea also is in place with a lot of the crops, you know, that we that we have. So that's a little bit reassuring. Am I saying that there are no dangers there with pesticides at all? Absolutely not. The people who are most at risk, though, are the people who actually work with the pesticides, unfortunately. So when farm workers, we see higher cancer rates, um, people who own farms, live and work on farms, or even live in close proximity to farms, have more of a risk for developing cancers related to or caused by pesticides, okay? And that is a sad reality. You know, this is bad news. That's bad news. That is something that definitely pesticides um, are to blame for, okay? So um, I want to be very fair and unbiased in this conversation, you know, um, where there is definitely harm being done. I'm absolutely you know, going to say that and where things are being a little bit over-exaggerated or things that we don't need to worry about too much, I'm also going to share that with you, okay? Because with food health and having a healthy lifestyle, you have to kind of address a lot of these fears that we have surrounding food and the food choices that we make, okay? So um, again, epa.gov, guys, just go over there and check that out. Now, 
there's a whole nother conversation to talk about, you know, how the pesticide stays in the soil and how it's in the air and how it's in the water. All of these things are absolutely true. There's a lot of truth to all of those things. I don't want to get too far off topic. So I am going to stay, you know, just talking about its effects on produce. And for us, most of us are buying our things from the grocery store or from the farmer's market. Okay. Um, now let's see what the World Health Organization has to say, because it's nice to kind of get multiple opinions on this from the world's leading organizations, right? So pesticides play a significant role in the production of food. Um, they may protect or increase the yield. So, um, that of course is a big thing. Um, you know, they, they want to reduce as much, um, waste as possible from crops being lost to, you know, all the different types of pests and bugs and everything. Okay. There are more than a thousand pesticides used around the world to ensure that food is not damaged or destroyed by pests. Each pesticide has different properties and tox toxicological effects. Many of the older, older, less costly, often off patent pesticides, such as Da, 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 or DDT and lindalane can remain for years in soil and water. These chemicals have been banned by countries um, and, you know, a, a lot of countries. Okay. So the toxicity of pesticides depends on its function and other factors. For example, insecticides tend to be more toxic to humans than herbicides. The same chemical can have different effects at different dosages. That is the amount of chemicals to which a person is exposed. Toxicity can also depend on the route by which the exposure occurs, such as by swallowing, inhaling, or direct contact with the skin. Okay, so let's break this down. There is definitely um, reason to be concerned about pesticides on produce because, as we just read, you know, it, things are more toxic, obviously, when they are ingested, when they are in the air and you're breathing them in at, you know, close proximity, and there's a large concentration of particles in that air, okay? Um, by the time you get it to the grocery store and to your home and on your plate, whatever, you know, there's really nothing circulating in the air. You don't really need to worry about what's coming off, what pesticides are coming off in the air from what you got in your, your grocery shopping cart. But what's left on is a very big can be, a, I don't want to say a big thing, but it's something that definitely needs a little bit of concern. Is it something we need to be overly fearful of? No, because thing, a lot of uh, produce is actually washed at the farm. Now, interestingly, grapes are not one of the things that are washed once they are picked, because if they're washed, they're more susceptible to actually having um, mold and overgrowth of bacteria and things like that on them. So grapes, they actually do not wash. So that's why any berries, grapes, things like that with thinner skin are always going to be more prone to going bad fast if they get wet. So you want to wash the heck out of those. Okay. Like wash them, wash them, wash them, wash them really, really well. Okay. Um, so what can we do? We know that there is a, like, I'd say trace amounts of pesticides left on the food. Do some of the pesticides permeate and get inside of the actual produce at very, very, very low dosages. I, I would say 
that would probably be a yes, but it's very, very low because again, a lot of the plants are actually treated with pesticides before the fruit is actually even on them. Okay. So once I, I read that and understood that, um, I remember one time we actually even took, um, I've taken mul multiple trips to farms, but taking a trip out to the farm, just ask, hey, when do you spray? Do you spray the actual fruit itself? Do you spray the ground? Certain things, um, you know, the ground is actually treated. It's not actually sprayed on the actual fruit, okay, or veggie. So there's lots of things there. There's lots of things to consider. And knowing all this kind of relieves the anxiety a little bit. So again, back to what can we do? Okay. Wash your produce, wash your produce, wash your produce. Even the um, salad that comes in a bag, I wash it. I don't take anything from a bag or from the grocery store and immediately start chomping on it. Because again, you know, celery and leafy greens and cucumbers, they do spray those a bit. But somebody spraying, you know, thousands and thousands of cucumbers is not the same as you washing your individual cucumber or celery or apple, right? You're going to do a much better job just because you got less of it there. It's not as big of a job, right? So what else can we do? I'm going to take a sip of water. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have questions, please throw them in the chat at any time. Okay. So what can we do? There's a couple things that we can actually wash our produce with. My favorite thing is baking soda. So if I notice any like white-ish kind of residue on anything, I whip out the baking soda, okay? Um, and that is going to be for all of my produce and everything. Um, some people let it sit. I kind of just will, you know, put water in the sink, put a little bit of baking soda in there, you know, let it do its thing. I may do some other things and come back um, and call it a day. Um, the other thing people do is vinegar. So one, baking soda, give it a good wash. Two, vinegar. I like vinegar, but I actually like to use vinegar more so for meats and killing bacteria on that. The vinegar, sometimes, especially for fruit, it kind of messes up the taste a little bit. And I want to taste, you know, an apple and not have that vinegary taste coming through, which oftentimes will happen. You can dilute your vinegar a little bit as well. But in all honesty, the third thing you could do is simply wash, wash, wash with water. I'll be honest, sometimes too, I just throw on a little bit of gentle soap, you know, um, some soap that doesn't have any harsh surfactants or chemicals in it, um, you know, some completely natural based, even an essential oil type soap, wash with that, okay, just quick little wash, you know, let it sit 30 seconds, you're good. So that is going to remove whatever little trace amounts of pesticides are left. Okay. So again, pesticides are here to stay. Um, unfortunately, I think that there's a lot of things that we could do better in farming. That's definitely going to help us to not have, you know, pesticides and forever chemicals building up in our bodies. But at the same time, um, the benefits of eating fruit and veggies, even if they do have pesticides on them still outweigh the risks. Why do I say that? Well, first of all, most of us are not eating fruits and veggies currently, right? But we still have really high rates of cancer, right? So not eating fruit and veggies certainly is not helping. Now let's talk about the other side of the equation. What about people who eat fruits and veggies? 
they still are seeing lower incidences of cancer and chronic illnesses. So just doing that back and forth, really thinking it through, drawing it out on paper, gathering just a couple little, you know, facts or things you didn't know helps us to put it in perspective and say, okay, the pesticides really suck. I don't like the fact that there are pesticides on this stuff, but guess what? When I really sit down and say, okay, in general, most Americans aren't eating veggies, but we're still seeing higher incidences of cancer. And then we look at people who are vegan and, you know, still consuming a lot of veggies. They're still exposing themselves to more pesticides, but they still have lower incidences of cancer. So again, you know, just milling it back and forth that way can really be helpful for us to make some decisions that we feel comfortable with. And it's really a shame that we have to have anxiety about simply picking up produce. It produce is made for us to eat. You know, this was this is de- what's designed for us to eat. We should not have to have anxiety and worry about, man, how much pesticides is on this and, you know, let me I got to wash my fruit and veggies 50 times before I eat it. It's a shame that this is the world that we live in, but Unfortunately, it is what it is. Okay, so that is pretty much it. Now, um, what questions do we have? Do we have any comments? Any questions? Okay, I am waiting in the chat. I know I'm going to have at least one question come in today. Okay, I need at least one question to come in today. Let me, in the meantime, go ahead and check social media and see if there are any questions there. Okay. So, yeah, again, I want to thank everyone who kind of um, commented on that post on social media about the grapes. And we all kind of like got a chuckle out of it. And we're like, oh, yay. Now we don't have to have as much anxiety about grapes. Do I eat grapes all the time? No, but they are a great substitute um, instead of eating candy. It's a great way to kind of, you know, kill your sweet tooth if you're craving something sweet and do something that is not too bad for you at the same time. Okay. Now with children, though, I do still feel like we want to tread so lightly with them, right? Because they are our babies. Like literally, we're, we want to be like so careful. So I don't give my children grapes very often. Um, I grew up eating grapes all of the time, like just gobbling them up because that was one of the fruit few um, fruits that I would eat um, as a little one. So um, really try to get your kids to try a variety of things, you know, um, oranges, apples, all these things. Um, fruits that are grown on trees tend to need far less pesticides and they tend to have thicker skin on them as well. So that's something else to consider. And let me talk about apples really quick. I saw a very disturbing, 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 disturbing um, post. And then someone just dropped something in the chat. So I'll get to that uh, comment in a second. But I saw this post about like apples and how the wax on them is so toxic and blah, blah, blah. 
there are waxes. There's so many waxes out there. There are food grade waxes. I mean, think about it. We have parchment paper and all these things. Sure, you don't want to like eat wax constantly, but it's really not that big of a deal. Most waxes, where? Where does candle wax come from? Bees, okay? So a lot of these uh, food waxes are made from those types of products that really don't cause too many issues. So again, if you want to remove the wax, it's certainly going to be better to do that. A little bit of vinegar, a little bit of baking soda, and just let them sit out on the counter and the wax is gone. Problem solved. So we don't have to kind of really overthink these things and get too worked up about it. Okay. So we have a question. Um, Thank you so much for your question. So you use vinegar to so you use vinegar to clean produce. Yes, I do. And you can too. You can absolutely use vinegar to clean your produce. As I stated earlier, I'm not sure how long you were on, but thank you so much for joining and um, dropping your comment. Um, But yeah, vinegar is a great way. The only thing is that you will notice on things that are thinner skinned, um, the the produce or the fruit will start to taste like vinegar. So as long as you don't mind that, or some people will soak it in a vinegar water solution for a little bit and then wash it again. Um, sometimes though, just the fact of it being in vinegar, it's going to, you know, start to affect it because vinegar is very acidic. So it's going to start to kind of eat away and things like that. So for me, for my produce, most of the time vinegar is overkill. Um, I don't, I don't use it very much. I use it more so to, to clean things like meats and things like that. Um, I like just, uh, good soap. Um, and, uh, the baking soda. So yes. Can we have some more questions? Drop them in the chat, please. I see I have a couple of people on. You can kind of do the replay a little bit. I'm going to leave this open for a minute or two because I feel like answering some questions today and you guys are going to have to give me more questions. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let me make sure I'm not missing any questions over here. Uh Oh, sorry, guys. I hope I'm not blowing your ears out with that one. Questions, questions. How is everybody's Monday? Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Who else is sleepy and not getting enough rest? Uh, let's go over to Facebook and make sure we're not missing any questions there either. Okay. And if y'all don't ask any more questions, I'm gonna be like, okay, speak now or forever hold your peace. And don't say nobody tried to never give you anything because I'm sitting up here giving away free advice and y'all are not asking any questions. Okay. Let's double check here. Okay, well, I want to, um, before we get out of here, while I'm going through this, you guys, please feel free to drop any questions if anything comes to mind. But first, we need to make sure that we do this. If you are watching me here on YouTube, Please go ahead and give me a follow. If you have Instagram, hop over to Instagram and go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. Okay. Oh, looks like we had another question come in. 
How about blueberries? Same thing for them as well. Yes. Um, same rules apply. Blueberries are also a part of the Dirty Dozen. Um, whoever came up with that. Um, so you definitely just want to go ahead and make sure that you wash your blueberries really good as well. Baking soda or vinegar. The vinegar on blueberries definitely is going to soak in. I've tried it and my blueberries, maybe I left it on too long, but they were tasting a little bit like vinegar and I don't want my taste interrupted with the taste of vinegar. Okay. Um, any more questions? Thanks for popping in the live guys. I see you there. Okay. Next is if you have not already, if you are watching me here on YouTube, subscribe, share, uh, like. Um, I really love what I'm doing here as a nutrition coach. Um, I am so happy that I get to offer you guys free information because the people who need this type of information the most often cannot afford to pay to have a personal nutrition coach, a personal trainer. They can't pay to go to, you know, a holistic doctor and everything like that. So this is a way to get some attention and get your questions answered and, you know, have some healthy conversation around our health. So that is what I am about promoting here on YouTube as well as on podcasts. If you're on the go and super busy, definitely subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can just kind of play it in the background and it's running and you can still get all this information. Okay. All right, ladies, I am going to say bye-bye for now. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Ask a Nutrition Coach, and I will see you next time. Bye. Go, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war.